Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. I am about to speak with a very good-looking gentleman. He is the marijuana yutz. He calls himself a mogul. But he is the number one guy when it comes to rolling a joint. His name is Josh Kesselman. And hopefully, unlike his rolling papers, this interview will not go up in smoke. Please, I'm sorry for the joke. Don't hang up on me. I'll get better. He is the king of the rolling paper used in marijuana. I mean, I can't believe that I was invited to dinner to meet this very charming, really handsome man. I thought we were just going to have dinner together. Did I know he was the king of this? All the stuff I hate and despise, and he's so good-looking and so nice. Can you tell me, you were born in New York. How did you get into this nonsense? (laughs) It was a passion of mine because my dad used to do magic tricks with his rolling paper. So I, I fell in love with rolling papers at a very young age, and I became a collector. And it was just something that, I, that I'm extremely was enamored with and still am. Are you or were you ever a stoner or a hophead or whatever they call it? <laughs> Cindy, I, yes, of course. It's me. And it, you can't really, if you have a passion for something, you're, you're going to use it. It like, would be like a painter saying he's a, he doesn't paint. It's the same thing. Yes, I am definitely a smoker. Is this only to sell cannabis, or, or does it go for tobacco itself as well? Oh, you have to go much bigger than that. What I've learned through, through doing this for many years is there's so many different things that people smoke. that we all, It's not binary. It's not just tobacco and cannabis. There's so many other plants. You know, in, in Southeast Asia, they use my rolling papers to smoke tea. Tea. And there's many other herbs smoking. I want them to roll it in my paper. I, I, I don't understand. If they were in in Europe doing it with something else, it was before you were born. So what were they doing it with? Oh, okay. So that the well, you have to go back. the The earliest document that we have of rolling in paper is from the Encyclopedia Britannica, which says that people began rolling with scraps of paper in Spain in the early 1500s. So back then, it was it was uh, Columbus had come with tobacco from Cuba landed in Spain. The king said that all tobacco had to go through Spain so it could be taxed. This is legend, by the way. So some of it I'm sure is incorrect. But then they set up a giant warehouse full of tobacco and they would start rolling cigars or um, having the ends of cigars that people would smoke would fall down on the ground because a cigar gets bad after you smoke it a little bit. And the beggars would pick up any types of scraps of tobacco and re-roll it in used newspapers, supposedly. And that's where the process of smoking, like rolling and smoking, began. And even then, Cindy, it was so precious, the tobacco, because it was coming over on wooden ships from Cuba that people began inhaling the smoke and holding it in so they could savor every puff even more. 
And as far as I know, that is the biggest piece of the history of rolling in paper. You don't mean that like a Napoleon was a hophead? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, but Napoleon's troops learned how to smoke when they were in Spain. This is the legend. And they brought the custom back with them to France. So it all spread from Spain. Back then, they were mostly smoking tobacco. However, even back then, I found things they were smoking many other plants. Even the indigenous people of different areas smoked as well. Whether or not they smoked in paper, I'm not sure. Well, what would they have? What would have been wrapped in? Well, in some places it was wrapped in um, maize, like corn husk. That was that was very popular in South America among the Inca tribes, from what I've read. Listen, they called you. I know this is sort of a joke, but they called you the Willy Wonka of weed. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? <laughs> well. I'm extremely, I'm extremely inventive, and it's something that I really enjoy, uh, making new products in order to make it easier for people to enjoy smoking or the art of rolling. And so maybe I've gone a little too far, Cindy, but I, I've probably created a couple thousand items and products and different things in order to make it easier for people. And I show them on social media a lot, and I show things like, a device that makes it where you don't have to use your hands, a hands-free smoker with a built-in ashtray. So you can literally, it comes around your neck and you can smoke as you walk or talk without even having to use your hands. I create, I, right now I'm creating an umbrella with a handle that can hold a smoke so you can smoke in the rain. Like I, I create incredibly fun, exciting contraptions. And therefore I ended up with this, um, this nickname of the Willy Wonka of rolling papers, the Willy Wonka of weed, the Willy Wonka of smoking. And, yes, I even make flavored rolling papers, too. So it kind of all fits right hand in hand. Thomas Alva (laughs) Edison, you don't seem to me. I mean, I don't quite. (laughs) So as the Prince of Pot, have you ever been arrested? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's hard to to live a life like this without without having some setbacks along the way, Cindy, you know? Well, what happened? Where? What? When? How? What? Well, in the 1990s, I had um, what they were called head shops. They sold like different types of pipes and stuff. For, I had lots of tobacco too, but also they could be used with cannabis. And the daughter of the United States, uh, United States Customs Service special agent in charge for the Northern District of Florida came into one of my shops and bought a bong. And um, the dad found out about it. He was quite upset. So they came in with the helmets on, boots, guns, everything, and raided and took away all my bongs and all this other stuff. And, yes, I, would, I got in a lot of trouble for that. Josh, I, I'm, I'm told and I know that every bit of weed that gets rolled everywhere is in your paper. Can they not roll it in toilet paper? Can't they roll it in, in Kleenex? Can't they just roll it in anything? Okay, I wish it was true that everything was rolled in raw. I think the world would be a better place. But I'm sh- there's lots of other papers out there, and some of them are quite good. I believe mine is the best, but of course, they believe theirs is good too. Cindy, they can roll it in anything that will burn, supposedly, like as the original street beggars rolled it and used scraps of paper, probably newspaper, but it's not going to burn the way that they want it to burn. It's not going to give them the type of experience that they're seeking. It all goes back to when we would early men would sit around the campfire and tell stories, and we would inhale the smoke from the campfire. This is what I'm told. Again, this is all legend. So inhaling smoke is actually kind of natural to us, supposedly. In- inhaling it from a cigarette is not, of course. But there's, there's a way to kind of bring it back to that natural state, 
closer to the way it really is meant to be. And that's what I do. So yes, they can choose to roll in almost anything, but if they want to have the best experience they can, I think they should roll it in my paper. And many, many, many people agree. Is this paper flavored? Can you get a vanilla one or a chocolate one? Now, my main paper, raw, is not flavored. However, I do also make other papers that are flavored for people that enjoy flavored papers. It's not as big of a thing, but I really try to make something for everyone. And if someone wants a strawberry-flavored paper, then I want to make them the best strawberry-flavored paper, paper I possibly, possibly can and make them blow their minds with how good it actually can be. So, yes, I do make some flavored papers. They're not my mainstay, but it's something that people really enjoy. Listen, I enjoyed having dinner with you. You were charming. You were nice and everything. But I hate <laughs> what you're doing. I hate these stores, stores. I hate anybody smoking. I hate the smell that's going all over New York. I hate that you're killing little dogs who are eating the little butts on the floor. I have a friend of mine who was a, a reasonably well-known uh, anchor, and she had a little dog she smoked. And she put the little dog with herself into a tiny room, and she was smoking. She was okay. The damn dog fell over. What kind of a thing is this? I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now what we have to do is we have to adjust to our, our new reality. Yes, we just recently here in New York City legalized, and New York legalized recreational use of cannabis. However, there are not the kind of rules that need to be in place just to make when I say us, I'm talking about me and all my friends who smoke and everyone who really smokes. We all have to be good members of society. So what does that mean? Well, what I believe is that we need places that we can smoke and not upset people like you. That's very important because if we're upsetting you, then next thing you know, there'll be laws to stop us from, from enjoying what we enjoy. So we need to be extremely respectful and have places where we can smoke that do not include places where it'll upset other people. Plus, when you're talking about the situation with dogs, this is something I've only very recently become aware of. And I don't know if you know this, but I am a tremendous animal lover. I foster dogs. I rescue dogs. We are a primary financial sponsor and helper of a, of a no-kill animal shelter in Phoenix, Arizona. So once I read about that, the first thing we did was we started doing research. Now, we donated um, $11,111.11 just to start to, to the local ASPCA here in order to make a first start. First of all, because you're number one. And secondly, it's also a great place to make a first start. I need to educate the public. This is something that I need to do about not flicking little joint, you know, we call them roaches onto the street. That is something that has to stop right away. Well, it isn't going to stop. It isn't going to stop. And your story about uh, that you didn't know this was going to happen. Of course it wasn't going to happen because it wasn't all over before. It is now yeah. all over, and the dogs are doing everything. And don't tell me about the ASPCA. I have been a member of the International Board of the ASPCA since before you were born, and I have a great love for animals, and I don't want your lousy business to be hurting my dogs. Exactly, which is why we have to do things in order to make sure it doesn't happen anymore. And what we can will. you do? What can you do? Hit the dog? Can, what can you do? No, 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 no. I have millions of followers, and I'm going to take the, the steps of educating them as to this problem. They didn't know. Trust me, they don't know. They love animals just as much as you do. And once they learn that this could potentially hurt dogs, believe me, most of them, I truly believe, will stop and will also educate their friends as to why you can't do that anymore. 
None of us, re- like not none of us, most of us don't really know Cindy. Like, I believe that smoking makes us more empathetic. And therefore, once I teach them about this, they should stop. Just like I would never flick a butt now. And now that I like, no way, I'm not going to get a dog sick. And I don't think any of my friends and people really want to do that either. Your so friends are people like you. You yes. are not somebody I should be discussing this with, much <laughs> as I loved having dinner. I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Send you... If we are the problem, we are also the solution. I believe that. I know we can solve this. Does this also entice non-smokers, your paper? No, 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 no. My paper is really designed for like an upper level of smoker, someone who's already been smoking for a while and is particularly good at it. It's not the, um, it's not the easiest paper to roll with at all. So it's really more for someone who truly enjoys what they do. I'm not the cheapest. I'm not the, um, I'm not the easiest. We are definitely more of a high-level thing. Why are you schlepping back to Spain? You said last night when we were having dinner that you were off to Spain. What's in Spain? Spain is um, where the factory is, and I'm going where the raw factory is. And I'm going there to bring 10 what we call golden ticket winners to Spain to show them all of our secrets. Now, some of what we do has not been shown to the public ever before, and I've been very scared to do this. But I felt it was time to bring them all in and show them what we do. So I've got 10 people that were flying over on our dime. We're putting them up. We took over one little awesome little hotel. And we're all going to kind of stay together. And we're going to share our secrets. I'm going to show them all the little old factories throughout the region, some of the old mills. And make hopefully they can fall in love with the area and with rolling paper as much as I feel that way. And I, my scariest thing oh, is on so the nice. The Oscars be are great. junk. What could be better? Okay, I tell you the truth. Okay, and if if this starts getting taxed, our city and our state and our country will tax everybody. Soon they'll tax their behinds from going to the men's room. They'll tax everything. Once this starts getting taxed and more expensive, won't smokers then go to black market cheapo stuff, which will harm them? It's that's one of the issues with high taxes on anything. High taxes drives a black market, whether it's alcohol, you name it. So that is the taxes have to be reasonable enough to make sure that it doesn't that you don't cause a black market. If we started taxing tomatoes at a thousand percent, there'd be a black market for tomatoes. There'd be people on the corner selling you tomatoes. There'd be a guy at the park saying, hey, you want a tomato? You have to keep taxes at a reasonable level in order not to cross the threshold that makes it really worth it for people to black market. That's what I believe. And it's not just about tobacco or cannabis or anything else. That goes across the board with everything. You have answers for everything. I hate this. <laughs> I hate what you're doing. I'm an, I hate it. But now I'll go on to the next question. Why do we need to narcotic ourselves? Why do we need to deaden ourselves? That's what you guys are doing. Well, you, you know, you could ask the same thing to anyone who drinks a sip of alcohol. It's, it's really that same thing. 
why do we need to have coffee sometimes to spruce ourselves up? But with cannabis, it's different. Cannabis goes much further back into our DNA. And what I mean by that is we consumed cannabis before we had alcohol or before we had coffee or any of these kinds of things. It was a, it was a, it was a food source for us. So it's very natural for us to consume various cannabis products. When I say cannabis products, I mean just like hemp, CBD, all these kinds of things. And CBD especially has had extreme medical benefit, as far as I know, in order to help so many people, including many of my friends, that have suffered with things like, like uh, cancer. It brings back appetites. It reduces inflammation. As you remember, during our dinner, it helped me when I had my foot smashed in a motorcycle crash. It helped our friends. It's, um, it's really good for pain, and it's not a drug like Tylenol or Advil where it's having many other effects. You can put a, a localized CBD cream on a place where you have, and it's had tremendous benefits and impacts for people. So I think many of us like it because it's more natural than than oh, going to yeah. big pharma. It's just wonderful. It's like aspirin. It's the same thing. I mean, listening to you, I'm getting sick, actually. I loved having <laughs> dinner with you, but I can't believe any of this BS that you're telling me. You're a nice-looking young guy. Why couldn't you be in an upstanding business like selling bananas or oranges or something? Why this? <laughs> I love this, Cindy. I really, truly do. I, I wish there was something else I loved as much of this. I've tried many other things, but in the end, it's really this particular industry, and I love rolling papers. So I'm quite reluctant to do anything else. If you don't have your heart in it, you're not going to enjoy life as much, you know? And this is something I really have my heart in. Well, what is your next step. What are you going to do next? You've got papers. You've got millions. I already know that. You've got a, a following. What are you going to do next, Josh? Uh, um, you know, Cindy, I'm really not sure. It's hard. When, when you really enjoy something you do, you don't want to move on and do something else. What I'd like to say is that I'm going to do more of the same and get even better at it. There's so many more papers I want to make because the market keeps changing and the way that people smoke and enjoy it is changing. So I want to make new things for them. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. There isn't really a what's next. It's really of I just want to keep doing this. I really like it. I love it, actually. Okay. So, so somebody no told me, of course, I'm losing, I'm losing my mind as I talk to you, but somebody once told me that you had a, a vegan car. That can't be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I try I, to make all my cars vegan. <laughs> you know, how now can you, what, you can, what, you, what, you're going to put cannabis in the, in the gas tank? What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Okay, so the car, nowadays, it's easy to get a vegan car. All the new Teslas, as far as I know, the interior, they no longer use leather. They use, or cow leather. They use synthetic leathers because it's better for the environment and better for all of us. So we're, um, cars are becoming vegan. Like, I'm sure you've been in a Tesla. If you go into a Tesla, that's basically a yeah, vegan yeah, car yeah. now. Yeah. And it just years ago, I used to work with the, I'd be arguing with an auto manufacturer forever to get them to take out all the leather and put in something else. Not Once the leather's on there, you're already in trouble. It was to build it without any leather, to make sure the glues didn't come from animal products. I went through a whole thing with these guys to eventually get a vegan car. And now, now Teslas are vegan, so it's easy. Cindy, I believe the future of the planet is vegan. Oh, for me to listen to you, to think how wonderful <laughs> you are helping the planet, I'm really going to kill myself. I tell you, <laughs> I've never heard anything like I've really never heard anything like this. Okay, where are you going 
next? What is your next thing where you're helping the planet? Tell me. I do a lot of humanitarian work, um, most, mostly water wells in Ethiopia and different parts of Africa. I've had a lot of success there in terms of um, saving many lives and impacting many lives. At the moment, I'm trying to do things a little more localized to create an even bigger impact to uplift people. So my next thing that I'm doing is something where we're donating $100,000 towards, it's with the Justice Foundation. And this is going to be to give people who have an old cannabis conviction like me a chance to start an entrepreneurship. It'll probably be something like four people will get like a $25,000 grant each or something like that. And this is only for people that have been negatively impacted by cannabis laws to give them a chance to start an entrepreneurial business that will hopefully uplift them and to give back to the community. I oh, want to bring other so people touching. along, Cindy. You know? so, this is so <laughs> touching. You, you actually really have me in the heart. This is so wonderful to do this wonderful thing to help smokers and tokens and people who are drunk and falling down and throwing butts on the, on the street and killing dogs. It's just wonderful. Why do you call it raw? R-A-W. Raw. I named it raw because when I was growing up here in New York, there were many songs on the radio that would impart a feeling on you. And they would say, like in the Big Daddy Kane song called Raw, he would say how he was going to give it to you raw. And it was a feeling, an emotion. And once I envisioned the paper, which was about 1993, when I came up with the concept for it, I even knew back then what I wanted to name it because I wanted the paper to give people this natural, awesome feeling of what I was trying to give them. And I thought even then it was like, I'm going to call it raw. So it's really about that raw emotion, that raw feeling that the paper gives you. Are your parents proud of you? Yes, they actually are. <laughs> My dad was a smoker, so it's easy. I know, Cindy, but ah, I'm lucky. I came from a smoking family. <laughs> your mother smoked also? Um, I Yes, of course she did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I don't know what the hell to do with you. You, (laughs) I I just want you to know that my, I love talking to you. I love being on your show. You are amazing. And I apologize on behalf of of my people that we've caused you any angst whatsoever. And we're going to do our best to fix that. And that's all we can do. I love you in person. I hate what you're doing. (laughs) Hate what you're doing. But I loved you. And when you come back from Spain, you can buy dinner again. Okay. Oh, that would be lovely. I'd love to do that. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks a lot. Puff Thanks away. for having me. Okay. Thanks. Bye, babe. Bye-bye. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC.